0: Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits.
1: Oh my God, we're back. Awkward Sex in the City with me, your pale hostess with the mostest, Natalie Wall. Um, I just got distracted because I'm in the kitchen and Aaron is de-shelling shrimp to so shrimp tacos because he's so perfect. Anywho, no one cares. Um, anywho, before I start, remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. That's how people. Find the podcast, and don't you want to be the person that's like, I knew at first, right? I know you wanna be that person. On this week's episode, we have Kenise Mobley, who is a fucking hilarious comedian who's done the live show and just killed. And her Twitter game is so fucking good. Every tweet just like hits me to the core in a good way. Like that sounds bad, but it's just like hits like your preteen self so hard. And it's amazing. I love her. And she also has her own podcast, Love About Town, which you should listen to as well. And that's all I'm going to say. Just listen to the episode. I think you're going to have – I thought it was a really fun episode to record, really fun conversation. So I think you will too. Okay, cool. Bye. Your Twitter game is fucking amazing. I love – I love your tweets. I love them so hard. Thank you so so much. The Ginger or the um, Spice Girl one, like, I still think about, like, to this day. Um, I guess, like, let's start with, like, how are you, how are you knowing in, like, all of this? And, like, COVID, the pandemic. Um, are you seeing anyone? Were you before – Things like that. If you want to talk about that, of oh, course.
2: course. Yeah, I mean, you would be, to do a, a podcast called Awkward Sex in the City, and then be like, <laughs> actually, no, I don't want to talk about who I've been seeing or what I do.
1: Uh, You'd be surprised. But I'm always like, whatever feels good to you, like you want to put out there, I'm totally cool with it. I'm never gonna like, like push and prod for like yeah, yeah. very intimate details.
2: Yeah, um, I'm always in a state of kind of seeing people um okay it's it's not necessarily what i have meant to do it's not like i'm like i don't have like firm pol- well not polygamy polyamory stances or anything it's not it's nothing like that it's like i'd love love to be in a committed long-term relationship with someone I trusted but it always seems to be I date people for like three months and then we stop dating or I kind of just casually date people indefinitely but like multiple people at the same time so at the beginning of this I'm just trying, trying to think I was dating a guy from Australia he's very nice he had to move back to Australia because oh fuck yeah um It was fine. I mean, he was here in town, essentially like visiting for a couple of months before getting this job in Canada. But then the job in Canada was like, actually, we can't do any of that because of COVID. So we had to go back to Australia because the Canadian government was like, you can't just stay here. So and this is when all the flights everywhere were locked down. So he was like, yeah, the government is saying that I have to go take a flight to Los Angeles, take a flight from Los Angeles to Australia to go back home. So that's what happened to one of the people that I was seeing. Um, And we still chat. It's very nice. It's pleasant. Um, I wish nothing for the best for him. And honestly, I will keep that relationship alive because if everything falls apart here, I am moving to Australia uh, very quickly. Um,
1: Yeah, they've done a a great job about COVID. Um, They also, I was talking to a friend the other day, like every Australian I've ever met is like, the best with drugs and, like, the greatest partiers in the world. Like, yeah. It's like I've never met one that's not, like, good at both of those things. This dude could
2: very much so handle his liquor. So he mm-hmm. he, yeah, he was a fun guy. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed spending time with him. Uh, but, yeah, now he's in Australia, so I won't see him until I have to marry him to escape <laughs> the warlords here. I don't know what's going to happen. It causes me so much stress. Um, so I was seeing him. That ended. I was kind of seeing someone – Uh, for a little while in May and now I'm going on dates but like weird outside dates so we'll see I don't I'm always like I don't I don't know I'm living there are people (laughs) doing stuff I don't know it's fine
1: do you feel like it cuts the bullshit out a little bit because it's like you have to meet like if you are going to meet in person that already is like okay this could be like something and then it's just like I don't know. I guess I I would treat it like a like a like a STD. You like yes. get tested. You have to get tested before before there's any like contact. There has to be barriers or a wall. What was it? Did you see the thing they came out with that was like how to have safe sex? In New I York, I remember
2: that it said don't eat ass, and I was like, interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, they were like maybe not eat ass right now. Yeah. Um, and then it, like one time was like use like a barrier like a glory hole and I was like this is great this is amazing okay uh I
2: well wow I would that's I love similar to like Germany after World War II a lot of like very interesting and strange new kinks started popping up like gas mask stuff like raid stuff like latex bodysuits. I mean it also coincides with like the development of like latex as a material and being able to use it for different things like that but just i am very interested in like the kinks that are going to come out of this
1: like, i did not know that about world war Two though oh
2: yeah like a lot of like post-war <laughs> occupation stuff and like more kinky yeah um or maybe it's simply those technologies and hunger and all these other issues made it so that, well, this is a thing that we can do. But I love the idea that like 20 years from now, kids who are raised now will just love fucking like with a plastic sheet between them like a (laughs) see-through like imagine like a shower curtain those see-through ones which you should never buy because they get dirty so quickly but those
1: just like two people just like that's oh they're gonna love it they're gonna they're gonna really enjoy it or like those things like the it's a shower curtain but you've seen like the videos where like they made a shower curtain thing like the grandma can like hug the kid so they put like like plastic arms through it oh my god oh my god you're so right This is gonna happen I feel like Clorox is going to get in there somehow. Like you're going to want to like be wiped with a Clorox yeah. and that's terrible for your skin.
2: <laughs> but that <laughs> smell, that clean smell that says safe but also dirty at the same time. I think mentally there's yeah, there's going to be something it's going to be in there.
1: You know what Smell now does kind of turn me on is I always say it wrong. I I so <laughs> the alcohol, isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. Uh I love like, that Like it's in smell the cleaning note. wipes. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they, like, if they give you a shot, they do that with the white first. Now I, like, I, like, really like that smell now. Yeah. I love You're- the smell of chlorine and I have yeah. to live with that. Just, like. Yeah, like that. It's, like, sort of bleachy. Yeah. hmm I love yeah, it. I'm into that. Oh, my God. I love those. <laughs> uh, you- are you okay with, like, having sex right now with, like, a new partner? Or are you still a little, like. Yes.
2: I mean, oh, like, I have been getting tested constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, not constantly every two weeks for a couple of months now. Um, and like I went traveling, I came back, I isolated for a while and then I got the test. And then like before I had my hair done by somebody and then she called me to tell me she tested positive for COVID. So I like got the test then too. So I've just been like kind of doing it consistently. Uh, and the people that I talk to that I agree to like go on dates with, it hasn't been that many of them but now I'm thinking oh wow they have jobs that they need to do that for so like a guy who works on film things he has to have he has to be tested regularly so like oh I can be pretty safe about this guy or like other people who are in professions where they have to get tested yeah so
1: yeah yeah I didn't really think about that because I was um I didn't think about that until all of a sudden there was the um the like backlog and like people weren't getting their tests in New York for like 11 12 13 14 days and yeah was, like but what about people that have to go into work? Um, and I don't think they ever figured that out. I think it was just kind of like, okay.
2: Well, it's for – so it it depends on where you go. So, like, if you go to one of the clinics, like the um, uh, city city MDs or something like that, Yeah. Those things, the wait is 11 days or it was like 14 days at one point, but I think it may have dropped back down to 11 days. Um, That's where I got my first one and it did take 11 days to get the results. But if you've had any reason to be particularly concerned, I just wrote my doctor on the app that my healthcare system uses and she ordered a test for me and those results come back within 24 hours. So there are places where you can get faster results, but it is more so like, oh, have you been exposed? Oh, are you going through a doctor versus just a random clinic? That sort of thing.
1: Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. I've been going to um, – because same, trying to stay like pretty regular with it because like, yeah, it's summer, like people are outside now. You're like seeing people. Yeah. You're like being close around people. Maybe you're grilling. There's like food involved. <laughs> um, but I went to uh, New York and Health on uh, Passport Green Park. Oh, And yeah. they've been pretty good. Hell, yeah. The first time it was like – I think I got it back in like 24 hours. The second oh. time was like a couple of more, a few more days, but it was still like way better than like what I've heard friends go through. Yeah. I like the first if, time. If you need it.
2: Yeah. I, when I was first exposed, I didn't know about the other options. And so I isolated for 10 days. And now I'm like, damn it. I should have just, <laughs> I wish I had known about these other things instead of just being like, nope, I won't even ha- see you in a park from a distance. I'm only <laughs> inside my home. I'm getting my groceries delivered, walk away. I have the plague.
1: Yeah. So. When it first hit, like where uh where were you mentally with it all? Like were you agoraphobic or were you just like it's fine? Well,
2: so I had a surgery planned for March sixteenth. And so oh, shit. I and it had like a three to four week recovery period. So I had already cleared my schedule. I had already gone to like Target, stocked up on a ton of like essential things like beans, like just things I could cook easily if I'm recovering. Mm-hmm. So like I had already stockpiled, like I had already done all these things. And then they were like, actually, you're lucky that you scheduled on this day. This is the last day we're doing non-emergency procedures. So for me, I was like, I was already planning on kind of like not seeing anyone or doing anything for a month. Um, So I do feel lucky that I was kind of like eased into it in a certain way versus like my life going full speed ahead and then immediately stopping
1: yeah whoa that's crazy and that's crazy that like they didn't cancel on you yeah they were like you're lucky lucky." (laughs) you're so
2: lucky this is because if i hadn't gotten it then it would be like trying to schedule it now ish and they'd be like actually there's a backlog and yours is being deprioritized and like yeah so i'm happy that it's like no i got it in just under the wire because waiting would have been when I, so what I got, the surgery that I got, I have uh, fibroids in my uterus and they were like four orange sized fibroids, like taking up a bunch of the space. So I was like in pain regularly. There was like a lot of stuff with like, this is embarrassing, but like bowel stuff because it's pushing your bowels out of the way. And just like periods were like excruciating and I wasn't like functioning nearly as well as I wanted to. And they gave me the runaround for like a long time until I was like, give me this fucking surgery.
1: Yeah. Um, I found a
2: doctor who was like, you don't have to explain why you're in pain. And I was like, you're my doctor. Cause every mm-hmm. other doctor is like asking me to explain like why I deserve to not be in pain essentially. So I get the, sur- yeah, she does the surgery. They take them out. But like when I got it, it was also like, Hey, these are just small enough that they can come out using like this robotic surgery or laparoscopic surgery, I guess, um, where they can take it out without giving you essentially like a full C-section. So yeah, I was like really happy that they were able to do it because if I had waited a couple more months, they may be too big. I may have to get like a completely different type of surgery with a much longer recovery time. So yeah, it's really frustrating. (laughs) Like I have to go in there and be like, in full lawyer mode, every time I go to the doctor to be like, actually, wait, let's circle back to this thing that I said, like, let's go through this list. Actually, we said we were going to hit like the amount of advocating for myself that I have to do every time I go to the doctor is so frustrating. And yeah, the one time I didn't have to do that, I was like, yes, please. Can you be my doctor for other things? (laughs) Please. Oh my God. I know you're like a <laughs> gynecological surgeon, but like, can you look <laughs> at my ears? Because they are ignoring the fact that I have ear pain.
1: <laughs> so, oh my God. I have an ENT I love mm-hmm. who, like, she did the same thing. She was like, I was freaking out. I thought I had a brain tumor. I don't. It was migraines. <laughs> but I, but that it I, still I'm, sucks though. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> it still sucks. It's still awful. But like, my great grandfather died of a brain tumor and my grandmother had one behind her eye. Oof. So I like walked in like in tears being like, I just, I think it's a brain tumor. I don't know what's going on. And she was just like, you know what? I don't think it is. But let's get an MRI so you feel better. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? You care? The, la- <laughs> the last time I had to get an MRI, the doctor stormed out because he was mad that I demanded one. And then I turned out to be right. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I like don't go to male doctors anymore. I'm like, I can't, like you said, I cannot advocate for myself over and over again just because you don't like believe me. Yeah. Like, that's such bullshit. Uh, <laughs> one, day, one, day we'll have, one day. One day we'll have Medicare for all. Um, so you had to probably, if I remember correctly, I was, you can't even masturbate. I didn't for,
2: I want to say, three weeks. I didn't do anything because I was so afraid. Like, before the surgery, before even the surgery was scheduled, I was having these nightmares that, like, the tumors would, like, rip my – like, the – complicated organ that is the clit and that I'd never be able to come again and so like just like waking up in cold sweat like my clit's gonna like something's gonna happen you know um so I was I was afraid of that and then then I was like after the surgery and while I was recovering I was like you're gonna come too hard and you're gonna rip (laughs) the surgery scars out you so you just can't because you don't know you don't know if it's going to be one of those like itsy bitsy little comes that's just like a oh that was pleasant or like a oh god everything's shaking comes so just don't do it just don't do anything
1: at all because you never fucking know though like it's like I don't know what it is is it like environmental like all of a sudden it's either like a little baby (laughs) or it's like the world is done yes like you feel things moving inside of you yes no, totally. Totally. I would have had the same fears. Um, I'm so glad it didn't. I'm so glad your clit did not fall off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That
2: is, a, that is such a weird dream. And I know that, but just like, oh, it was like a deep, I was like, I I, talk, I was on the phone with my mom and I was like trying to explain why I couldn't sleep, but like without saying that, but it was just like, you don't understand mom. I
1: was worried about my pleasure. It, whatever. It's when she had been like, would she have understood if you're like, mom, I'm just afraid of my clip falling off? Would she have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, she'd be like, no. She
2: would have been very concerned and she would not know what to say if I said <laughs> that to her. She would just been like, um, uh, she would like try to be supportive because my mom's first instinct is to like try to be supportive, but it mm-hmm. would be like, oh God, we'd get into a whole weird other conversation and I'd be like, "Never mind. I don't want to, I'm not telling you about this. So.
1: Did she ever give you like a sex talk?
2: Yeah. When I was six, she gave me a sex talk. Um, oh my God. Oh, yeah. My twin sister found a tampon in my older sister's purse. And the, we were like, what is this? And Michelle is my older sister. And she was like, it's a pencil. And we're like, don't lie to us. This is not a pencil. No, no. And then my mom set us down and just was like, okay, first, you have a vagina. Second, it's going to bleed. Third, if it doesn't bleed, like, she was just like, very, like, a man puts his penis inside of the vagina. Sometimes lady gets pregnant, like da, da 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 da. And I was like, I don't think that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that doesn't wow. sound right. Yeah, that sounds like a mean thing that men are doing to women. I don't think, like just the way that she described it. I guess I was like, that sounds very aggressive. I, uh, the dudes I know would never do something like that. So
1: <laughs> Blair in kindergarten would never do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: Um, oh my god! But I do love that she was just very like. I love that she's really like, clinical about I'm just like, yes. these are the facts. Like, here we go. Even though, like, at six, you're like, will it happen in a hat? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Can you Dr. Seuss this for me? Yeah. But I love a parent. I love a parent talking about it, like, straightforward, like, straight out the gate.
2: I'm lucky that it <laughs> didn't. So my family, my extended family is quite religious. Mm-hmm. So I'm very lucky that. When I was told about it, it wasn't in the context of this is a sin that you have to constantly guard against, more like this is a thing that bodies do. So I feel really lucky about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have extended family. I have very, I have Southern Baptists in my nice. family. That is what my family is as well. It's like a, a lot of them like aren't okay with the podcast or the show. Like, and I just haven't seen them in seven years now because I'm like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I think you're got to speak. It's not real. Um, but, so, yeah, it's a very specific type of religion, especially when it comes to the sexism against women and uh, how to make them feel like whores. Yeah. Or maybe that was just my experience. I don't no, know. I think
2: that's a pretty general experience. Like, oh, you have desire at all. That's bad. And you're bad. And you need to swallow that and never address it because it's all of it is going to send you straight to hell. So
1: have you seen the shit that's going on with Jerry Falwell? Uh, I saw a tweet
2: about it today. So he watched his wife have sex with somebody else or something
1: I think so so first it was like he got caught drinking that a picture he posted on his own social media yes
2: so I heard that. about that
1: so that's why he got he had to leave mm-hmm. but now there's like there are pictures of her having sex with like another man and then there's like the implication that allegedly he was like blackmailed into uh supporting donald trump allegedly what? allegedly <laughs> uh because of these pictures of her having sex with another man and like and that he was watching or something now i'm so afraid i have this wrong as it's like put on a podcast that i it's all alleged i'm not 100 sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> we said alleged you can't sue us okay alleged right we've learned that lesson uh <laughs> can't say his name either learned the lesson uh oh, allegedly yeah. right oh, yeah yeah uh fuck that man um but I just, like, watch I, – I love – I'm from Virginia, and I just love watching him fall. Yes. Uh, that terrible, terrible school and just, like, the terrible man that he is. Yeah. Because – is that Southern Baptist? I can't even remember at this point. I just know I hate him. Yeah. I just – I, I –
2: this, this is parroting a tweet that I saw, but it also reflects my feelings. Essentially, I think anyone should be able to do whatever it is that they want to in the privacy of their own home with consenting adults live your lives whatever. Some of it I'm not into, but whatever you want to do, it's your house, it's your it's where you live, it's well it's you, it's your body. Except for people who have made it their life's work to control what other people do in private, then suddenly it becomes relevant and suddenly it exposes you. Yeah. So, yeah, I just those are the only two people who I think should be exposed. The people no, who rally I'm against gone. it. Yeah.
1: Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. Like this would not be an issue if you didn't do the shit that you did Yeah, or spewed the shit that you spewed. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody
2: else. I'm like, Oh, good for them. You know, like I hope they're having fun. That's the thing that if I was married, I'd, I'd like to be
1: on the table. So yeah, that is, um, not to like change the subject, but, um, me me and Aaron are engaged and that I the more the closer we get, I'm like, Oh, what's like our sex life gonna be? Like, does it just change when you're married? And then I was like, Oh no, you can probably just still do all the things that you wanna do. Cause I was like, We can't tell our kids that we're having threesomes and he's like, Yeah, Natalie, we won't tell our kids that we're having threesomes. Like <laughs> I why do you oh, I'd have to say that out loud to you? Ugh. <laughs> uh. There's so, there's just so many things I probably won't be like, hi kids, we're leaving
2: to have sex. (laughs) This is the, these are the positions we're probably going to do just so you're, just so you know, um, this is what we normally do. But today I think, uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit spicy. We're probably going to go
1: in this direction. You probably won't say that. So you don't need to say that Theresa thing. You know, the thing is though, I'm a little worried that I might because like, I just want, especially if we have girls, I want to be like, look. Masturbating is great. You're going to do it really young. You're going to have a special teddy bear that's your favorite and will get really mad if I try to throw it away because <laughs> you love it. Like I want to be very open about it and I have to like learn like you could also still scar your kids from being too open about it. Like just keep it keep it in the middle if yeah. possible. Yeah. Makes
2: sense. Right. I didn't masturbate until I was in college. So I was not one of these young women who just like figured it out intuitively. I was like, ah, well, you yeah, know, see.
1: I definitely, like, when I was younger, would, like, act out a lot of things with, like, teddy bears or that, that were my same size. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I'm pretty sure means I, like, walked in on my parents. <laughs> yeah, I had no visual reference for this. Right, yeah. yeah. And, then it, and then it wasn't until high school when I started to learn, like, oh, when you do this, it feels good. And then I learned from there. Um, and, like, bought, like, a vibrator from, like, Spencer's for, like, 10 bucks. Nice. Until, to this day, one of my best vibrators. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they don't – they're always like, we're going to card you, and they definitely don't.
2: Good. Also, why should you be carded for a vibrant? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I have no fucking It's plan. not like it's <laughs> – <laughs> I just, I was I'm laughing because like Hot Topic also in some places sells like, and Spencer's, sorry, Spencer's and Hot Topic both in some places spell, sell like pipes and things like that. And like, yeah, that you should card people because you're saying, okay, you can't smoke until you're 18. You shouldn't really be using this until you're 18. But like, I love gov- government restrictions on you can't touch your own genitals. And because you're, I'm sorry, you you can't do it until you're 18. If you bump into things in the wrong way, you will be arrested. Like what? <laughs> yeah, just give her the fucking vibrator.
1: Yeah, let her. Let her or him. Whatever they need yeah. to do. Um, that's so true though. Like I when I bought it, I was like, Yeah, this makes sense. But now I'm like, no. Why? not make any sense. <laughs> but I was also a late bloomer too. Like I didn't like I didn't start having sex until college, until like a few years into college. I had uh, sex in high school. I just didn't master it. <laughs> oh, oh, I love this, right? Chicken before the egg, yes. like, which came first. I love it. Was it, okay, I don't know if this is like a fair question, but like, was it good? What, the sex? Yeah.
2: Um. Sometimes I, I feel like I was learning what I liked at the same time I was like with this person. And so it's weird that some of the things that I like are coupled with that relationship in a certain way, so oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know it's it ended up being good sex, I guess, like when we first started, I think we were just kind of like <laughs> like that scene in uh what is it two thousand and one a Space Odyssey when they're like slapping it around, and then like one person figure out I was like oh, a bone, I can use this bone to like hit like like kind of like that, <laughs> we was just like monkeys just like hitting things and figuring things out, and then we figured something out that worked after a while, so.
1: Yeah. All right.
2: Was this a long term relationship? That's the longest relationship I've ever been in in high school. That says something
1: about me. I hear it too. Um, Not at all. I think people are, I think that's like society putting shit on people. Like it doesn't say anything about you. Okay. Um, Not in the way, not in the way that you think it does, I think. Okay. Like I think we're, I, oh, go on. No, I hope so. I (laughs) just,
0: You're basically just like "Mm, I don't
2: know. Yeah, I I dated that guy for two and a half, three years, and since then, I think the longest thing was technically seven months, but he did spend four of those months on a boat, so
1: does not count. (laughs) Was the boat to get like further away from you? Like was the boat before or after?
2: It was. So it was he was a merchant marine so he was a british guy he really liked boxing is a lot it was taking off a lot of things on my As list I was say,
1: this sounds very hot yeah
2: on my early 20s list he just <laughs> boom. like i don't even like blondes like that but he was like blonde with like blue eyes like boxer british accent he like it was it was a lot okay um <laughs> he was a merchant marine and so like i met him right after he got off of a boat and then he like It was in L.A. We hung out for a while. He had to go back onto a boat, do, like, a three-month stint, and then come back. And then, like, he moved from L.A. to Boston with me. It was, like, a whole thing. Uh, But then, yeah, we – Ooh, the second we got to Boston, we were like, we hate each other.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. We can't
2: stand each other. So, yeah, it was –
1: what was it that you were like this? No, I hate everything. Like what was like the one thing that was like the deal breaker? Mm -hmm. Um, I
2: I think it has to be that he was just like, oh, I don't know what that is. And I don't care what that is. Like when it comes to like culture and art and things like that. And I was Uh like, these things really interest me. And he's like, "Ah, and then like, I need someone who can be serious where they need to be serious. And he was never serious. And I was like, I cannot deal with you right now. Get away from me.
1: Were you also a comedian? Like, were you like in comedy when this was happening too? No,
2: this is before. This is like right before I started comedy.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. I could totally see him being like, yeah, I could do comedy too. To you. Oh. Being like,
2: no, no. So many men. Thankfully, this is one guy who hasn't. And he's a lovely guy. And we're still Instagram friends and we write each other from time to time. But yeah, I mean, I'm not friends with my exes. Uh, We're like we're BFFs and I force like us hanging out all the time thing. But like we're all moderately friendly, except like two people. Um, But yeah, that's that seven months is really only three months. Let's see (laughs) real.
1: I am so impressed. Every ex is like literally blocked on every social media. Are possible. they possible?
2: They mean
1: um. Some were, okay. some were bad. Some it just didn't work out. But I was just like, how could you not choose me? I'm a Leo, so it's like uh, obviously I'm the one. Um, I do
2: feel that way deeply. I just don't do anything about it.
1: <laughs> and I'm very like I am very obsessive uh, with people. I've noticed as I've gotten older like, looking back on, like, my crushes and, like, how I handled them. That mm-hmm. a lot of times if I blocked, it was for me to be, like, you have to stop doing this. Yeah. Like, you have to stop. Um, I think only one where I was, like, no, maybe two. Two, I was, like, no, like, I must stop stalking you. But also, like, I hate your guts and, like, go to hell. Like, yeah. type of situation. So I'm always impressed when people are, like, yeah, no, we still talk. Uh, best wishes. Uh I'm like, wow. That's well, that's a growth I've never seen. It's. I think it's also
2: easy because the same factors at play that mean that all of my relationships are three months also mean that I don't develop time to hate these people. Like I Uh. don't develop time to like feel like it's been a long time since I was like, and I'm not saying I want to be, but maybe I do. Like it's been a long time since I was straight up devastated by someone because I never get close enough to be devastated by someone. So like, Yeah, it's easy to maintain friendships when it was like, oh, it was like a quick thing. It was three months, four years ago, or that was seven months, eight years ago. Like, whatever. It's very easy to stay friends with these people because it's like, we weren't really, I mean, we didn't advance so far out of friendship that it's impossible to get back there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Has there been anyone in your uh, your past dating life that has, like, left you devastated and heartbroken?
2: Yes, uh, but this wasn't someone I dated. This was someone who was a friend of mine who I like, I fell madly in love with this person. Just like a real thorn in my side. Couldn't think about anybody else for a while. Uh, and I worked at getting over it and I did get over it. And then a year later, like when, when it was like, oh, we're friends, like we're all part of the same friend group, whatever, da, da, da. He just started getting really insistent that we should sleep together. And he was like, Uh. I want you and we should sleep together. And it was just like this thing. And like, I mean, it's like, I had a choice in the matter. I want, like I was attracted to him still. We slept together and then he just started. And this is like an issue that he's always kind of had where he was like, not necessarily good to the women that he dated, but like we sleep together. And then he starts treating me like shit just like being like mean to me in the group text, or like just dismissing my ideas in a certain way. And it was like, what the like? you were my, for a while. And when I fell in love with you, you were like my best friend. Like we talked every day. We messaged each other constantly. Like we both helped each other out of depressive episodes and you are just like going to kind of toss me aside like everybody else. Like that was the thing that I think I was, like, the most heartbroken over. And I've heard since then that he's been shitty to a lot of people and, like, there are lots of issues there. But, yeah, that's probably the one that, like, wrecked me. And that was four years ago. So I haven't been, like, wrecked by anybody in four years.
1: Yeah, but that's still, like, not that long ago. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, like, I totally understand Oh, that sucks. Oh God, like, why does why do men have to be like so predictable? Sometimes it's just like the bar is already so fucking low for you guys, yeah. like straight straight men. Like, you come on. uh, oh, I'm sorry. I feel that one. It's it's okay. Um, you had a tweet the other day that was like, I'm gonna butcher it. It's okay. that was it was like <laughs> I used to either like pine over men of what could have been, <laughs> or now I have uh, sex with them twice, and I was just like, literally, I was like writing an essay about a person. <laughs> who like legit listens to this podcast, like we're like still friends Mm -hmm. um, about like what could have been like this like whole like romance like made up in my mind. that I swear to God, I don't even think exists at all. Mm -hmm. And I think I misread everything that he said to me. Yeah, that's Um, tough. That's so fucking tough. mm -hmm. And I was just like, why does this feel so raw and real? Like that's every time I see one of your tweets, it's it's like, how is this going to just like tear (laughs) me apart again? I don't want to tear you apart, but I do. It really does make me feel
2: good that other people have experienced this and have also seen it the same way. Because a lot of times I'm like looking at things like, am I crazy? It, are
1: we all just having to deal with this thing that sucks? What's going on? I think how, um, I think we're similar ages, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, at least with, like, the whole pining over things like that, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the rom-coms we were given. Yes. They were such ridiculous premises and plots. But I was just like, yeah, all of this is real. This yep. is how my life is. This is it. Ugh. The first – oh, sorry. No, no, go on.
2: The first movie I ever owned, and I still own it, and I still watch it, ooh, every three months, is Bridget Jones' Diary. Ah! And I know, I know that that isn't good for me. I know, what is it doing to my brain? Do you understand? Like, I'm so attached to this woman. When that came out, I was 14 years old. Why am I attached (laughs) to the love life of a 30-year-old woman
1: (laughs) and being like, yep, that's what adulthood is. That's it. Were you the person that tweeted, isn't it crazy that we thought Bridget Jones was a loser when she was like, Like, a journalist and, and like, a big-time person, like, PR person. Oh, no. I didn't tweet that, but I feel that. I feel that very deeply. I have to find that tweet for you. It might have been on Betches, but I was just like, holy shit. Like, it just completely, like, again, gutted me. I feel, like, gutted on Twitter left and right. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think what mine was. One thing that really fucked me up were not movies, but was Laguna Beach and The Hills.
2: Ooh.
1: Okay. I didn't watch those. I watched The O.C., and I, like… I was way too invested in the OC. um no, I mean, but it was su- it was such a good show. I don't I, it's actually something I wanted to watch recently because someone was like, the pilot episode to the OC like needs to be studied in like film uh, film classes because of how good of a pilot and setting up the world it is. Hell, yes. you don't like s- I haven't seen that pilot in so long that I was like shit like I must it's for some reason it's giving me the chills. I was like, I must see this. Nice. But it basically, it was, like, 14-year-olds, it was, like, our age, just watching them pine over each other, but then they surfed, too. Yeah. And you're just, like, no, this is it. This is what I want. And, like, to this day, I still want to go to Laguna Beach. Like, I want to see it. Yeah. And I think uh, it definitely fucked up my views of how men should treat me for a very long time. Ooh. Yeah. It, it <laughs> fucked me up, I mean, like, in both
2: directions. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out the best way to articulate this because one is that some of the ways that these dudes behave are bad. Like Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't behave like that towards someone. But and expecting that to be a representation of love kind of fucks up what you are expecting. But a separate side of that coin, I guess, is. I don't think a guy likes me unless he's behaving like an insane person. Yes. (laughs) um, It's not just like, oh, it's going to feel like explosions and all this, which I should also work on because it's a thing that develops over time and they do a montage and I'm expecting that montage feeling in that amount of time. But it's also like, well, I mean, he just texts me and like talks to me and like listens to me but he's never <laughs> like he's never like grounded a plane or run through Manhattan traffic or like called every kines in the phone book there would be five of us and there's no phone books anymore but he's like never done all those things which means he must not like me he probably doesn't like me you know I just I'm just not gonna invest it in. he, he doesn't like me never mind
1: <laughs> like that One of the craziest things, like, after I'd gotten out of, of like, a really tumultuous, like, really, really, really bad relationship that was, like, that just, like, ups and downs, super, super just bad in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, my mom was, like, a good relationship is going to be boring and i one felt so sad for her i was like how could she ever feel that way <laughs> and then i was like oh my god like years down the road i was yeah. like oh my god now i get it there's no fucking drama there's like trust and commitment and openness oh my god I want it. give it to me give it to me it's great it's a huge turn on and but it's totally true like what you're saying it's just like if these men weren't acting fucking crazy and then if I go back and think of the men that were acting like that to me, like, in high school, how fucking, like, verbally abusive and, like, immensely, emotionally abusive they were. It's just, like, how? How is that allowed? <laughs> yeah. They want, like, oh, I don't know. I was going to be, like, they want to censor, like, guns and shit. Like, can't they also censor, like, abusive men? Yeah. I think they're I, – I like
2: to think that it's better, but it's also because, like, I don't watch – teen movies in it the same way anymore. Like, I don't know what the teen movies are telling people about love and romance at this I moment. Think
0: they have
1: gotten better because, of course, I still watch teen movies. Like, I Love You, Simon I was a really good one. Right. And it's about um, him, like, discovering his sexuality. Uh, so it was sweet and nice yeah. for the most part. And then even though, like – well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Have you okay. seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm not going to spoil it then. Okay. Um, and then – to All the Boys I Loved Before. Okay, I, ha- I did watch that. I, I like that. I like that. I I really, really wish I had that when I was like 12 or 13. That was amazing. <gasps> yeah. I like. Just somewhat like, because it wasn't,
2: how do I, I always say, how do I put this? I don't know how to put it. And I act like I have to be extra articulate or something. But something where someone comes out of their shell and that, Like allowing people to get to know them is the positive transformation versus Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're hot now is the transformation. I like that so much more.
1: Oh, and then she's all that. They just take off her glasses. Yeah,
2: they're like, like okay, mm, this has been the thing that's standing between you and people liking you and you feeling fulfilled this entire time. It's been you and your face and the choice and the way that you dress versus like, oh, I don't have to hide because I am equally valid like i yeah oh my gosh a kid oh i wish i wish someone had told me that when i was 14 i wish
1: and i'm pretty sure like our kids will just be telling us how we should be treated uh in like other scenarios because they're so good at it now well my mom is single and she is on the dating apps
2: and it is this weird thing where i have to be like he's lying to you. He's don't, don't stand to be treated that way. Don't no. He, if he's doing these things, he's setting up a bad pattern of behavior. Don't accept that. Yeah. It's so weird to tell your mom to not date someone or <laughs> like, not because like, oh, I'm a sulky teen and you can't, <laughs> I want you to get back together with dad, but to be like, oh, I've dated a guy like that. <laughs> this is going to be bad for you.
1: It ends terribly. Yeah. Does she Is she open to it? Because I could see, like, 50-year-old me being like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I've lived a life. Mm. I think she is. I mean, she
2: has been like, okay, I'm going to push back against this thing. And I'm like, you should dump him. But sure, push back against this one thing and see how he responds to it.
1: Did he dump her when
2: she pushed back? Uh, he has been calling her every day. So, huh, okay. I don't know.
0: Okay, He still right.
2: seems like a fucking weirdo to me, but at least now he knows that she will be like actually don't do this if you want me to stick around
1: yeah now he knows he can't like fucking like bullshit her anymore yeah that is another thing that all these like reality tv shows and rom-coms taught me was that like you could be the person that changed them oh yeah And so there's definitely, like, a few men in my life that I was, like, I'm, like, actively trying to change you because I'm amazing and I'm amazing for you. Not realizing that, like, that is the most toxic thing in the world uh, or to be with someone that needs to be changed like that. Yeah. um, Which is actually something in my life I now have to learn how to actively not try to, like, save my friends. Like, it's, like, permeated into actual just, like, platonic friendships as well. That makes sense. Yeah. I was, like, oh, this is, like – like, it'll be something I talk about on th- at therapy today. It's just like, oh, hey, so this is happening too. Because um, it's just like, it just seeped in without even feeling it or realizing it. Yeah. I
2: love, there are so many movies, and I think they're de- beginning to develop them more now. But, like, there are so many movies about romantic love. I really like the idea of giving people uh, a guide for how to be friends, especially how to make friends when you're out over 30. Just shit like oh, yeah. that. like. I Or, like, how to treat your friends well or how to maintain friend relationships and, like, have them continue to grow deeper over time. Like, I wish that there were more movies that provided a model for that.
1: Absolutely. And um, the the only one I've really seen is uh, – do you watch Insecure? I do. Did you see last season? Yes. So I – I'm currently in, like, a friendship situation that Molly and Issa went through. Yeah. And so being able to watch that, being like, okay, okay, like, is it going to work out? Like, it's – like, you can see where both people are coming from. It just reminds me of, like, what you're saying. Like, yeah, I would love to have – Like, this, like, how-to guide via a show of, like, how to deal with, like, a bad argument with a friend or, like, there's now this break in the relationship and what does that mean? How do you leave a friendship that you lost not because they died but because, like, it just didn't work out? Because I used to always think it was my fault. Me too. Yeah. mm, It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, you're like, I guess this person just
2: doesn't like me now. Like, I don't know. And then you're afraid to talk to them about it. And like, Or, I mean, I guess I could, like, take – no the lessons from rom-coms aren't good enough to like <laughs> take those lessons and apply it to my friendships but yeah I just as we live in a society where like fewer people are getting married fewer people are having children I think we do need to focus on like how to make those relationships as fulfilling as possible too
0: yeah because
1: that's a really good point like these especially with like um like a chosen family yeah so how do you deal with, like, rifts or arguments that are going to happen naturally in, like, a chosen family? Like, it's it's implied that you'll always love each other in, like, your family family. But yes. But how is it implied in just, like, your friends? It's, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know how
2: you, like <laughs> – in relationships, there's a define the relationship talk. Like, there's language around that. There's, like, this is – oh, I, I want a monogamous relationship uh, like that's like this, I would like to be boyfriend and girl. These are the terms I'd like for all of these things. Like we now have the language to say like, yes, I know how to communicate my needs in this relationship around romantic stuff. But yeah, I don't know how to tell my friend, like, this is the type of friendship that I need. And this is what it means to me to be friends. And let me set that expectation because when this doesn't happen, I'll be sad or I'll be, I'll react in a certain way or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, learning how to, like, set boundaries. Because like, I don't think I knew about boundaries until maybe, like, three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so now setting boundaries with, like, very close friends and you watch, like, the friendships, like, dissolve. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. <sighs> everyone just should have a therapist because therapy <laughs> should be free for everyone. I agree. I
2: I should never be a dictator. But if I was, um, (laughs) if I I would be like a benevolent dictator or an enlightened despot or whatever, but everyone would have therapy. There'd be like mandated, like from the age of three years old, like when you are able to start talking, you will have therapy until you die. Like just, just know that that is a thing that would happen under my regime if I am elected or if I have a military coup, you know, whatever.
1: I was like, the d- dictator got elected. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you have a therapist? Do you see a therapist?
2: I was seeing a therapist. I've seen, <laughs> over the course of my life, I've seen seven therapists. Uh, The most recent ones, I stopped seeing them in the spring of 2019 because I changed jobs and changed insurance. And I also ah. realized that, like, I wasn't getting as much out of it. And it's my fault. I chose someone who I was attracted to. I was spending more time, like trying to make them laugh and like kind of ask, like non-verbally, but essentially like asking their approval for just certain things. And I was like, I'm not getting to the heart of what I really need to deal with here because I'm not treating this as though this is a therapist relationship. So I haven't seen a therapist since then. I've gone on like those consultation visits, but I haven't really felt like I jived with anyone. So I need to just like essentially look at someone. Look at all the people who have the inclinations that I like, so uh, cognitive, behavioral, like coping mechanism, homework-based, like structural approaches, uh, and then like just see like two or three of them, and then out of that, just like decidedly pick one. Um, but, yeah, I just, it's, it's been a really – because I've also – I want a black woman therapist. Everyone in movies has them. It seems like that's just a thing that's available everywhere. Uh, but I have not been able to find one that takes my insurance, that is accepting new clients, and it's a real pain in my ass.
1: Damn. That does really suck. Because I think that is very, very important, and I don't think people talk about that that much. Of just like you want someone that you can feel that is – on your same level, has experienced similar things. So you trust them with yeah. the, the advice that they're giving you. Um, and then no one ever talks about, maybe they do now, maybe I haven't heard it, but no one ever talks about how fucking hard it is to actually get a therapist. Oh yeah. It's so hard to like yeah. to go
2: through the steps. If you find someone you like, but they don't take your insurance or they're booked up because they're very good <laughs> and people who book are booked up. Like if you're very good, people are less likely to want to leave you. So you're not going to be able to take new people. So yeah, it's just, it's so frustrating. And it's also a thing like, I do believe empathetically, a lot of people can relate to a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. I don't like, if I have to pay you (laughs) by the hour, I don't want to spend half of that hour explaining what these concepts that are, Messing me up are so, like, I don't want to have to explain what a microaggression is. I don't want to have to explain, like, uh, the gendered fear I feel when walking into a like place. I don't want to have to explain that to the person. Um, so yeah, I, I, I am, yes, yeah, su- <laughs> I'm stuttering a lot. I'm super hesitant to say, like, I don't want a male therapist, I don't want a white therapist, but I do want someone who, yeah, I just don't have to explain things to.
1: Jess Henderson was on like a couple weeks ago and she was talking about therapy. Like she just got a therapist and she wanted the same thing. Like she wanted like a black woman. Yeah. Um, I think she wanted like preferably queer too. But she ended up having a really good consultation with someone that I think – is white but was non-binary. Nice. And she went in being like, if I have to explain, like, this isn't this, then, like, I, I this isn't the right, cho- like, choice. Right. But I think there was only, like, one thing that she had to explain to the uh, to their therapist, and she was like, okay, I'm willing to give this a try. Yeah. But that's, like, it's still, like, it's a really hard thing. It's It sucks that there's all these, like, added things to it that, like, are never talked about, and people are just like, find someone. But it's like, yeah. actually, no. Like, there has to be... Like you said, I'm paying you by the hour, uh, especially if my th- um, insurance is not taking it. And I'm not going to waste my time to get myself in a better, like, spot where I want to be Yeah, teaching you stuff. Like, you're not getting paid by the hour. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's very, very fair and very important. And I'm wishing you all the luck Thank because that – it just sucks. It's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. I have a video
2: right now. Like, I shot it for <laughs> um, Buy Us For Us, which is, like, a black sketch show. But – uh, it is me saying, like, oh, you've got these. I'm pretending to be like a phone sex operator. I'm like, you've got those thoughts running through your head all day. Uh, you should get therapy. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, <laughs> boom, 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 therapy, therapy, therapy. And it sucks to, like, put that out there and be like, also, it's really hard to get a therapist. I understand if you don't have one. <laughs> it's cool. We get it. We get it. You're working. We're all in process and evolving.
1: I get it. There's like a lot of hoops you have to jump through. We understand. Yeah. You're trying. <laughs> These are the people not trying.
2: Yeah, this is yeah. This is the people who are act like they don't need it. You need it, but it's hard to get.
1: Yeah, basically, I'm I'm on the um Ugh. I'm stuttering too now. I I'm, I'm sorry, I, I spread it to you. It's okay. No, it's just my head is going too fast, and my like my lips can never keep up. Yeah. But I was saying the other day, I can't remember who I was saying it too, but I was like, I think like all boomers should have to be required to have therapy. <sighs>
0: They have because not they, processed.
1: No, they have not processed like a lot of shit. And it is now affecting a lot of people. Yes. And that is not okay.
2: <laughs> it's not fair. They went through desegregation and they never processed it. They never talked about like what they felt about it, how the issues that it brought up, but, like all of it, they're just sitting there like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, you are clearly not fine. We would not have Donald Trump if you were fine. You're not fine. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah desegregation uh civil rights movement you have vietnam Vietnam. yeah uh then you have the fucking cold war where you just thought an atom was gonna drop on you at any point yeah Uh, just so many things then you have like the george bush era of like another awful war (laughs) so bad. maybe the iraq war wouldn't have happened if bush had like gone to therapy yeah probably not Oh my god! Probably not. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to end the episode on like <laughs> <laughs> boomers being awful. Um. So before we go, is there like are you going on a date anytime soon? Is yeah. there anyone? Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, tonight. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. After this, oh I'm gonna god. exercise, take a shower, and uh, you know we'll see what happens.
1: <gasps> I'm so excited. Where are you guys gonna meet? I don't know. We don't know yet. He
2: lives close by, so we'll figure it out.
1: Oh, cool. Okay, yeah.
2: cool. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you. I, I, I should let myself be excited, but I don't let myself be excited anymore. I used to, and that's probably why everything, why no one's been able to devastate me. And so I guess, yes, that is a coping mechanism, but not a good one. But yeah, I, I never let myself get excited for dates anymore. Now I'm just like, I'll see this person and maybe something will happen and maybe it won't. But I'd love to feel like a giddy pre date excitement. I would love to feel that, but I just, Uh I'm like, what? this is why I got to go to therapy so I can like (laughs) access that again. But now I'm just like, I will see this person and we will see what happens. But I am refusing internally (laughs) to allow myself to put any positive expectation as though that will prevent being disappointed.
1: I don't know. Well, I wonder if it's because of um, the best friend that you like fell in love with that like basically like treated you like you like shit and like threw you to the wayside afterwards. <laughs> like I would also be very hesitant to get tra- attached or excited for someone n- that I don't even know when someone I knew very well ended up treating me like that.
2: Yeah. I, it frustrates me that that person takes up any real estate in my brain at all. Yeah. That they have, like, they were sh- like, I wasn't shit. I mean, I like there I mean there's a zillion ways that everyone can be better all the time. But I wasn't shitty to him. And it sucks that I'm the one who's like adjusting my behavior and like trying to protect myself cuz I didn't I didn't hurt him. I didn't. No, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah. The good, the good news is though there will be a point where like he doesn't take up any real estate. Yeah. Like, it will happen. So yeah. that's good. That would be lovely. I believe in this. Thank you hey Woohoo. this is i love this fucking episode this is a great episode me too this has been i'm i'm a big fan thank you oh yay well i'd love to have you back too okay i'll come back um before uh we stop recording could you say your podcast so i make sure i say it right in the intro outro sure sure, sure. it's love about town love about town okay mm-hmm. cool and it's like on itunes and like google play and stuff it is like that. it's available wherever you find podcasts i guess and you
2: do it with your sister? No, I do it with my best friend, Rohan. But my twin sister was on the most recent episode. Uh, nice and it myself. gets very, very silly. Um, she calls. She's not a comedian. So she's like, what are you going to hurt my career in insurance? This person did this. This person did this.
1: I don't like this person. These people run a bad show. It was, I love it. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. I'm listening to this immediately. <laughs> Guys, did you love it? Are you going to rate it, review it, subscribe? again, like unsubscribe and then resubscribe. I don't know. That's weird. Tell your friends. Of course you are. And then you're going to go follow Kines Mobley at Kines Mobley, K-E-N-I-C-E-M-O-B-L-E-Y on Twitter and Instagram. And you're going to fall in love and you're going to listen to her podcast, Love About Town. And I will see you guys next week. Wash your hands. Thank you. Bye.